A few episodes ago, I was talking about masking in Lightroom, one of my favorite new features in the program. By the way, a couple of people reached out, said they don't see masking in their version of Lightroom. It's only available in the newest versions of Lightroom. So if you don't see it, make sure that you update your program. But what I was trying to do was talk about the power that they've added in Lightroom and how I use it. It was not by any means a deep dive into masking in Lightroom, right? This is an extremely powerful feature. Some people actually commented on YouTube, you know, I wish you'd gone deeper into this area or how to make the presets that you used or what can be included in a preset. Totally get it. Maybe I'll do that sometime actually, but was not my goal for that particular show. My goal was to show you how I use masking in Lightroom to add depth to my concert photography. And when I say my concert photography, that was my example in the show. What I showed you will work for pretty much any genre of photography, but there's one other thing I said in that show. There are still times I'll go into Photoshop. I may do a shoot and 99% of the time, I can turn that shoot around 100% in Lightroom, send it to the client and be done. But there are still times I might go into Photoshop. It could be a critical client image that I need to fine tune. It could be just a portfolio image I want to add some pop to. Why might I go to Photoshop instead of Lightroom? Well, Photoshop might have a better version of the same tool. For example, the masking in Photoshop is much more flexible and complex. It may be that I need to do something really complex like frequency separation, which is harder to do you know, anywhere else. So there's a lot of reasons that I would do it, but here's the thing. While I don't go in often, if an image of mine gets opened in Photoshop, there are two things that I will almost always try. It doesn't always work, but there are two techniques once an image gets into Photoshop that I will try almost each and every time. And that's what we're gonna talk about today on Behind the Shot. Hi, welcome to Behind the Shot. I'm Steve Brazel, and this is gonna be a different show from the normal ones. If you watch the show normally, you know I normally have a guest on, and we break down one of their photos and we kind of dissect how they made that photo. Today's gonna be a little bit different. I did that show I mentioned in the intro on Lightroom masking, one of my favorite tools, specifically the select subject options that are available and how I use them in, in, in my concert photography. But I mentioned in that show that there are still times that I go into Photoshop and that's what we're gonna talk about today is what I might do in Photoshop. Now, before we get started, a couple of quick notes. Number one, you're gonna need Photoshop if you wanna follow along. Okay, you can always go download a demo from Adobe. Number two, I do use some plugins from DxO, the Nick suite of apps and plugins. I use them as plugins normally, specifically Color Effects Pro and Silver Effects Pro. If you don't own those, I highly recommend the software. It's amazing stuff, but you can go download the Nick collection from DxO as a trial if you want to, and that'll kind of help you get through. One other thing, just like with the Lightroom masking thing, that was not a deep dive tutorial. Excuse me. This is not a deep dive Photoshop tutorial, right? If you want deep dive Photoshop tutorials, those channels already exist, right? Go check out Pix Imperfect or Photoshop Cafe or something like that. I'm going to focus on two things that I do in Lightroom that are fast and easy. I'm not going to get into the complex stuff today. In fact, it's probably not even going to be that long of an episode is my guess, but I don't know till we get to the end. I just want to show you these two things that I do to any image that gets into Photoshop. Now, 
I'm not saying that these always work, right? There are times that I will do one of these two techniques and go, ooh, that really ruined the shot. Or I see it, but it's not, it's not enough of a change to make it actually worth this. But I've got such a high hit ratio with these two techniques that if an image gets into Photoshop, I will almost definitely attempt these to see what happened. Now, for today's, you know, uh, show, let's just assume that the images that you're going to see are already done in Lightroom. I have them opened in Photoshop. We're only going to be in Photoshop. Every image that you see is a raw image. I've done all the edits that I'm going to do in Lightroom. And in some cases, you could look at these images and go, you know what, that's done. I just want to add a little bit more to them to give them, you know, whatever, a little pop or whatever. For those of you that are on the audio feed, I do want to point out, uh, if you're listening to the audio podcast version of the show, don't worry, I will do a step-by-step -step on everything that I'm doing. And if I leave anything out, you can always go reference the video or, you know, reach out to me on social media. Happy to answer any questions that you might have. You can also, if you're watching on YouTube, you can leave comments down below. Speaking of which, by the way, this is a podcast first and foremost. You can subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And there are a lot of ways that you can subscribe. And if you go over to the website, behindtheshot.tv, you can find every link to subscribe to the show, either in audio only or video format. If your podcast you know, platform of choice supports video. If your podcast platform of choice does not support video, the videos are always up on YouTube. You can just head on over to YouTube slash Behind the Shot and find the channel there. And of course, uh, the show notes are all at BehindTheShot.tv. The links I mentioned are always at BehindTheShot.tv. And as well, they are down below the like and subscribe button on YouTube. Leave comments, et cetera, et cetera. So let's do this. Let's jump over into Photoshop. So the first image we're going to talk about is Coheed and Cambria. And for sake of conversation, a lot of people would end up saying this image is done. Again, all the Lightroom adjustments have already been done to this, right? But I just want to add a little pop or I want to, maybe there's a color cast that I want to correct or something like that. And the two techniques that I'm going to show you kind of address those, right? One last note, by the way, before I dive into this image, now that I'm thinking about it, I am not going to show you multiple ways to execute any given step, right? I'm going to stay pretty basic because that works for both beginners and advanced. If you happen to be somebody who knows the keyboard shortcut for changing the layer blend mode, right on. You be you, you can go do that. By the way, that's shift plus or shift minus to change the blend mode on a layer that's selected. If you know how to use smart filters, any, any plugin, you can run it as a smart filter if you'd like to. That's not where I'm gonna be at today. Okay, just to let you know, I'm gonna stay pretty basic on, on how we do this. So. With that in mind, let's jump in. And here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to run through these four images doing the first technique. I'm going to do it to all four of them. Then we're going to back up. We're going to add the second technique technique on top of that. So this image, for sake of conversation, pretty much done. I mean, I, I could probably publish it like this and give it to a client like this, and it would be absolutely fine. But if you want to add a little bit of pop, fine-tune the contrast, or change any any color cast that you might have, here's what you can do. First thing is, if you have Nick installed, and you again, as I mentioned earlier, you're going to have to have the Nick collection from DxO. Go to the filter menu, go to Nick collection, and choose Color Effects Pro. In my case, I've got the latest version, which is Color Effects Pro 5. When you bring up Color Effects Pro 5, 
you are going to end up in this interface. And I'm not going to, again, this is not a detailed explanation of color effects. I'm going to show you just the thing I do. By the way, there are a number of different presets here in Color Effects Pro on the left. There's some really cool stuff in here. Some of them are a little weird, but some of them are really, really cool. But the one that I really love is this one down here that I've got the star next to because I've made it a favorite, and that is Pro Contrast. So I'm going to add Pro Contrast to this photo. You'll see the interface pop up over here on the right. But before I get into the interface, okay, I want you to look over here on the left-hand side in the presets panel. There is a triangle, a little down caret symbol here. And if you expand that, there are four presets available to you. You've got neutral, which is the default. You've got auto enhance, you've got dynamic contrast, and you've got strong contrast. If you just wanna be quick about it, and I do this, you might just try auto enhance and see what it does. Now, you'll see it changed it fairly drastically. Like it did, uh, what is that? It did about halfway up on the correct color cast, about halfway up on the contrast. It boosted the, the highlight retention. And here's a before. And here's an after. Before, after. Now, to me, it went a little too far. I actually kind of like the warm color glow from the stage lights. So I'm going to put it back on neutral. And I'm going to come over here and I'm going to do it myself. I'm going to boost the color cast correction up to maybe, I don't know, maybe 20. That's not bad. Uh, and then usually what I'll do is I'll play with the correct contrast or the dynamic contrast or both and see what I get. So if I do that, that's not bad, not great. Let me try this one. Ah, there we go. Now we're seeing some stuff. I'll probably put dynamic contrast around 10. And the highlights, I usually don't recover the highlights in this app. I've already done that in Lightroom, and I, it's a stage in my case. It's live music. I want it to actually pop. I don't care if those lights are blown out. They were in real life, right? Um, but again, the regular contrast, yeah, maybe I'll add a little bit. So to give you an idea, here's the before, here's the after. It's very subtle. I might have a little too much color correction there. So I'm going to pull that down to about 11. That's not bad. He's still got some nice warm glow on him, but the background has changed a little bit and I hit apply. It will simply run its thing and you'll see it's gonna create a new layer. Again, you can do these as smart filters if you want to, but in my particular case, I want them as layers today because it's easier for me. I'm just gonna turn them on and off and, and uh, you'll be able to see this is the pro contrast layer. It makes it easy. So that's kind of what I get. And here's the before and here's the after. It's very subtle. I don't want to be drastic, just a little correction. Let's do another image. Let's jump over to Luke Bryan. So this is Luke Bryan at Five Point Amphitheater, shot for Live Nation. Great show, by the way, if you ever get a chance to see Luke Bryan live. But uh, let's jump over and try the same thing. We'll jump into Nick Collection. We'll jump into Color Effects Pro 5. It loads the interface. We'll scroll down to my favorite of Pro Contrast. And again, we'll do the same thing. Let's just try the preset and see what it does. Auto enhance. Actually, you know what? That's pretty damn good. Let me do a before and after. Before, everything's a little cool, a little blue. After, you really get the feel of the warmer stage lights. I'm going to stay with that. Apply. Done. Let's let it run its thing, and then we'll do a quick before and after. You'll see how fast this runs. By the way, may not run as fast on your machine. I'm using a brand new Mac Studio. 
Um, but you get the idea. So there's before, there's after, just a little bit of pop and it's quick and it's easy. This one's gonna be fun, by the way. This one is AFI. And uh, let's run the same thing on this one and see what it comes up with. Because if you look, the, the colors are kind of muted here, right? So let's see what it does on this one. Filter menu, Nick Collection, Color Effects Pro 5. We choose the Pro Contrast item. And let's just, again, just for fun, let's see what it does. Okay, that did auto enhance this time and auto enhance blew it out. So I'm gonna go back to neutral and I'll just run this one myself. Let's try some color correction. A little bit of that. What about contrast? I don't like what contrast is doing. It's too bright. Dynamic contrast though, kind of fills in those shadows on him. So to give you an idea, I'm gonna put color contrast about 12 and let's take a look. That's before, that's after. Before, after. See the bottom half of the image really opening up? The top half of the image getting a little pop to it, that's what I'm looking for. And I'll say apply. These are really fast edits and they just can change your image so quick. It's absolutely wonderful. So again, let me just turn the layer off and turn the layer on. And you can see now his pants, which kind of have a nice texture to them, his, the lower half of his jacket and the white lettering on his jacket start to pop a little bit, exactly what I'm looking for. Let's do one more image really quick. This one is a buddy of mine, it's Chase Walker, an amazing blues guitarist. Uh, and this is a photo shoot we did here in town in an alley. And let's try running the same thing. So we'll go to Filter, Nick Collection, Color Effects Pro 5. Now, notice in this particular shot, he's in a very shadowed alley, and I've got a softbox over to the right being held by my buddy, Jose Negretti. And we're just, you know, he's got this beautiful case with this red velvet inside the guitar case, and he's playing his Telecaster. Let's take a look and see what Pro Contrast does to this one. Again, let's try the presets. So let's just do Auto Enhance and see. Way too bright for me. Mm, dynamic contrast, too bright. And strong contrast, too bright. So we're going to reset it. I'm going to do it on my own. First, let's do some color correction. We'll just take the color cast off to about 10. And then let's try the contrast. Okay, um, about 13 maybe, 10, 13 on the contrast. Dynamic contrast adds a little bit into those shadows. I'll put that at about 10 too. And now you see that's the before, that's the after. I've got the street lit up. You know what, that might even actually be a little too much. Let me do something here. I'm gonna turn off the regular correct contrast. By the way, I'm using an overhead today. I didn't on the Lightroom one. Hopefully you like this, but it gives my hands free so I don't hit the mic. So let's put that up about there and let's take a look at the before and the after. There we go, I like that better. So no correct contrast. I've got about 10 on the correct color cast, zero on correct contrast, and uh, what am I at? About 13 on dynamic contrast, okay? Let's hit okay. So now, four images done like that with a little bit of pop added. That's how easy this is. So let me turn the layer off, turn the layer on, and I just get a really nice contrast effect that's hard to recreate exactly and as quick in Lightroom. So now let's jump to the number two. That's it for number one. That's I will try this with almost every image. Again, it doesn't always work, but with almost every image, I'll do it. Number two, let's jump back to Coheed and Cambria. 
This shot could still to me use a little detail, we'll call it. Not pop, but a little detail. And I want to make sure that I credit the right person for this particular technique that I'm about to do. I learned what you're about to see from the legendary Alan Hess. Okay. Alan Hess is a legendary, I, I want to say music photographer because he wrote the book on music photography. Uh, he used to teach the concert photography pre-conference thing at Photoshop World. But more than that, he's an amazing photographer. He can shoot almost anything. He's got books on dog photography and all kinds of stuff. If you're not aware of Alan, you definitely should be aware of Alan, right? Just amazing guy, super nice human as well, lives close to me. Uh, by the way, he's also the co-host with Dave Clayton of the He Shoots, He Draws podcast. If you're not familiar with that podcast, definitely go check it out. The, the technique that we're going to cover this time around adds depth and detail and pop to a photo. And oh, you know what? One other thing I want to tell you. The, the way I found this, the way that Alan ended up telling me about this is because he posted, this is years and years ago, he posted a photo from Roger Waters' The Wall concert. And I looked at it and the leather of Roger Waters' jacket was real. Like I felt like I could reach out and actually touch the leather. It was bizarre. And I messaged him and I said, Alan, I, I, I hope you're willing to share this, but how did you do this? And he showed me the technique that I'm going to show you right now. This is, it's an amazingly easy technique. You can get complex with it if you really want to, if you want to get detailed, but you don't need to. Okay. So with that in mind, here we go. Again, Coheed and Cambria. I'm going to run up to the filter menu and I'm going to run back down to Nick Collection. And I'm going to choose Silver Effects Pro. Current version is version three. Silver Effects Pro is a black and white software. It's to me the premier black and white software. This, this is just an amazing package. This is not an in-depth tutorial of Silver Effects Pro or any NIC collection software. I'm not going to show you how to use U-points to control how the effects are done or intensity of certain things are done in certain areas of the image. But if you know how to use U-points, you could customize how this is going to work right? But for me, we're going to stay super basic in the way that it was originally described to me. The seventh preset down is called high structure smooth. Okay. High structure smooth. All you got to do is choose high structure smooth and you get that. Now it may be that you love this thing as a black and white. I'm going to apply it. Let me explain something while it's running. It is entirely possible that you love this black and white effect that you're about to see. If that's the case, what I will do sometimes is I will save this image and close it. Go back to Lightroom. I have my raw and I have the TIFF file that's the black and white. I'll reopen that TIFF file and it will say, do you want to open the original or do you want to open a copy? And I'll open a copy and I'll create a color copy of it so that I've got the black and white TIFF and I've got the color tiff, because this actually came out pretty good, but that's not what we're going to do. So if you look over here on the bottom right-hand side, you'll see I've got the background. It's not doing anything now. Okay. And I can turn it off. No effect. I've got the color version, which is that middle layer. I can turn the black and white off on top and the black and white is on top of it. 
What you're going to do here is you are going to change this right here where it says normal. You got to make sure the black and white layer is selected. You're going to change normal to luminosity. I'm going to show you how to do it from the traditional way, which is where you click the menu. But again, I mentioned earlier, you can also use shift plus or shift minus to use forward or backwards through this list. So if I scroll all the way down to luminosity, that's what you get. So let me just turn it on and off and let you see. That's before, that's after, before, after. Now to me, the effect is too strong, easy to fix. I'm gonna change the opacity of this black and white layer. Again, you could do it with a slider or menu up here, but if you have a layer selected and your pointer tool, your normal pointer tool is selected, you can just type one through zero on your keyboard. I'm gonna try putting this at about 40% by typing a four. So now that's the before, that's the after. It's subtle, but the smoke begins to pop. Notice the drummer begins to pop. The logo on the drums begins to pop. And the lead singer and guitarist who's in the air, look at his jeans all begins to just jump out at you. And again, you can change the opacity all that you want, okay? This is why, by the way, if I want both the black and white version and the color version, I don't just use one and go turn it on and off. I save the one with the black and white version as normal and 100% so that it's just black and white. I reopen it as a copy and then I make this edit to it. Let's jump to another image and try it. So let's go to Luke. So here's the Luke Bryant shot. After we did the pro contrast, looks much, much better. Still wouldn't mind a little bit of refinement in it. So, Nick Collection, Silver Effects Pro 3, comes up, which one are we gonna pick? Seventh item down, High Structure Smooth. Went too far. Oh, not far enough, there it is. High Structure Smooth. And apply, that's all I'm gonna do. Again, you could customize it in there if you wanted to, not going to. Once it's done running, and takes a little bit of time. If you're on a slower machine, this could take a little bit. We are going to change it to, you may recall, luminosity mode. Now, I did it before by clicking the menu. You can still do that. But again, as long as you've got the layer selected and you've got the regular pointer tool selected, you can use shift plus or shift minus. I will warn you or give you the tip, warning is the wrong word. I'll give you the tip. Luminosity is the last one. We're starting on the first one. So if you go backwards one, you'll be done. So shift minus, and we are in luminosity mode. And look at the difference, before, after. Now again, this is too strong to me. Or you may find that, you know what? I like Luke, but the background's too strong. Okay, you can use layer masks. You could mask that background layer, Fill it with 50% gray, so you got about 50% of it on the background, but 100% of it on Luke. Again, you've got a lot of options that you can do here. But for me, I am gonna do this globally. I'm gonna bring it down to about, let's do 30. Actually, let's do about 50. So that's at a 50% opacity. Before, after, before, after. It's a pretty big change. Let me do a longer. That's the before. That's the after. Edit to your taste. Let's jump to the third image. Again, this is AFI, and then this is a case where it gets really, really interesting. So for this one, we're gonna do the same thing. 
We've already got the Pro Contrast done. We're going to jump to Nick Collection Silver Effects Pro. We're going to choose that High Structure Smooth, right? Now, notice how strong this is on that smoke in the background, right? A whole bunch of smoke in this image. But notice, I'm going to do a before, after. But notice what it's doing to his clothes, right? You can kind of see where I'm going with this, perhaps. But let's take a look when it's done. So I hit Apply. When this is done running, the effect on this type of clothing with the studs in the jacket and the text in the jacket and the pants, I love. Now, again, this is 100% and it's black and white right now. So let's change this. We're going to use Shift minus to change it to luminosity, or you can choose it from the menu. And you can see the difference. So let me turn this on and off. I'm leaving it strong for a reason. Okay. Look at the difference. Now, the background, I'm not liking a ton. Let's lower this down. Put it at 30%. But still, notice his pants. When I turn it off, the pants look good. The jacket looks good. But when I turn it on, that jacket and those pants come alive. Right? You might even go 40%. Before, after. Kind of like 40%, except the background might be a little too aggressive for me. Okay. So here's what we're going to do. With that layer selected, we're going to go up and choose Select Menu and Select Subject. It'll do its calculation, and then you'll see the ants running around the singer. And I'm just going to go down and hit the Mask tool at the bottom of the Layers palette. And just like that, it's only affecting him. So now if I turn it off, and on. And actually, in this case, I can, now that it's not affecting the background, I can see it better. I'm not sure 40 is enough. Let's go 50. And before and after. The jacket comes alive. One problem still, though. That is his face. I don't like what it's doing to his face. I kind of don't mind it, actually, on his hair. But his face, I don't like what it's doing. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to select the mask. We're going to grab the brush tool. We're going to make sure we're painting with black. So black blocks everything. White allows any effects to come through. And we're going to go paint on his face with 100% opacity on the brush. We're going to take it out of his face and we're going to take it out of his hands too. There. So now, this is the before after, and it's only affecting his clothes. Pretty fast, pretty easy. Let's do one more. Let's jump over to Chase Walker. We've already got the contrast done. We go to Filter. We go to Nick Collection. And we go to Silver Effects Pro. And we let that jump up and run. And here's Nick. For some reason, Nick Silver Effects Pro this time did not load full screen. So we're going to extend that out. And again, we're going to jump to High Structure Smooth. And actually, I can already tell you, I kind of like that as a black and white. But let's take a look at what it does if I switch the modes. So, comes up as the layer on top. Once the Silver Effects Pro is done, I want you to start thinking to yourself now, what, what blend mode do we need? Luminosity. What's the keyboard shortcut to go from the first one backwards to the last one? Shift minus, or of course, you can always jump to the menu and choose it from the menu. And then I don't want 100%. Let's put it at about 50% and let's turn it on and off. So that's off. 
Now, here's what I want you to watch on this one. Watch that far wall and watch the asphalt. The asphalt in front of him and across the bottom and the water that's in the, the alley come to life. Even the inside of his guitar case, right? Again, look at before, look at after. Everything pops and just becomes real. And again, you can, your taste, you may want this at 30%, I may want it at 70, right? Everybody can kind of do their own thing. So those are the two things that I will try on almost every image. Again, don't expect them to always work because they won't. But look, if you've got Photoshop and if you've got the Nick collection, highly recommend at least trying these on your work and seeing what you, what you, uh, what you feel about the result. I'm Steve Brazel. Thanks as always for joining me. Uh, the links and show notes and everything for each and every show are at behindtheshot.tv as well. While you're there, right-hand side of the homepage, you'll find all the different ways that you could subscribe to this podcast in audio or video format. And of course, if you're watching the video on YouTube, absolutely fine to go down below the like and subscribe button there. Leave a comment, uh, find all the show notes down there. It's not as many show notes on YouTube, but most of them are there. I thank you so much for watching each and every show. Make sure you join us next time as we try and get inside the mind of a great photographer by taking a closer look behind the shot.